Welcome to FitChicks Chat, the podcast dedicated to fitness, nutrition, wellness, and mindset. For more information on FitChicks Academy and our upcoming fitness and nutrition expert certification, as well as our holistic nutrition weight loss coaching certifications, please visit fitchicksacademy.com. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy today's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Fit Chicks Chat. My name is Laura Jackson. And I'm Amanda Quinn. And on today's podcast, we are talking about self-sabotage. <laughs> so I know, Amanda, like you and I have talked about, about self-sabotage a lot over the last couple of years. And I remember one of our very first podcasts, I have to pull the exact number, but it was in the first, for sure, first year of us podcasting. We did a podcast called um, Health Saboteurs. And it was all about right. people who sabotage your health journey, right? So when you have friends or family members who don't even know that they could be sabotaging or leading to you sabotaging. And it was such a fun podcast. We got a lot of great feedback from it. But the thing that we never did was a podcast on specifically on self-sabotage. Right. And I feel like seeing self-sabotage show up a lot in my life still to this day, it doesn't ever go away and understanding self-sabotage a lot more from a different lens, more from, you know, a mindset lens and an emotional and mental health lens. Mm -hmm. I see it totally different. And I think if we talk about it more, you can, I think all of us can kind of like harness the power of understanding self-sabotage to work in our favor. I agree. I totally agree. I think that self-sabotage is like, it's the one thing that I think as human beings, I can't imagine that every single person doesn't deal with at some level. And when we discuss it and when we talk about it and when we give tools to be able to kind of work through it, it allows for us to just to not get stuck, right? Like, cause sometimes I feel like we just get stuck in this rut of self-sabotage or it's that like yo-yo effect of like going forward and backwards, forward and backwards in our lives, regardless if it's health related, work related, uh, professional, personal, whatever it is. But we see ourselves doing these same things over and over again um, and just sabotaging what we truly want. But I know we'll talk about what we truly want after. Anyways, I don't want to like get into like all of those thoughts around that, but <laughs> Yeah. I just think that self-sabotage is something that like, if we don't talk about it, then sometimes we're not even aware that we're even doing it either. Well, and that's the thing that, you know, and again, not to jump ahead, but awareness is everything. Like when we start to become aware of our own behaviors that are either moving us towards our goals or moving us away from our goals, then we can change them. But if we aren't even aware that we're doing things that are you know, sabotaging what we actually want, then we can't do anything about it, which is why, you know, I love conversations like this because so we get so many messages afterwards from people who listen or students who are like, I had so many aha moments during that conversation because I didn't realize I was doing those things. I just thought those things were either normal or didn't even recognize that behavior or that I said that or acted that way or whatever. Mm -hmm. So if anything from this podcast, just, you know, that one piece of even starting to become aware of where you might be self-sabotaging can completely change your life. Mm -hmm. So I want to start off in a minute. I'm going to be sharing some about our own personal self-sabotage, which <laughs> again, everyone does this <laughs> in different ways in their own lives. But I pulled the definition from positivepsychology.com. So let's just talk, you know, cause I like to read the definition sometimes because then we can talk about it from our own perspective on that. 
But self-sabotaging behavior refers to intentional action or inaction that undermines people's progress and prevents them from accomplishing their goals. Self-sabotage occurs when people hinder their own success. Mm-hmm. Also, self-sabotage uh, can be conscious or unconscious depending on the level of awareness. An example of conscious self-sabotage is deciding to eat cake despite a goal to get healthy. Unconscious right. self-sabotage happens when a personal goal or value has been under- undermined but not initially recognized. So I love those that definition, right? Because mm-hmm. it's intentional action or inaction. So it's things that we do to sabotage ourselves and things that we don't do to sabotage ourselves. Yeah. And then the two forms of it, right? There's sabotage that we know we do. And I think that this example, they were talking about eating cake, despite a goal to eat healthy is the one that we see a lot, right? So we have, obviously we have our holistic nutrition weight loss coach certification, which is starting this week. If you want more information, check out fitchicksacademy.com forward slash HWLC. But we, you know, we have so many people who are trying to lose weight and they say they want to lose weight, right? Or we're teaching this in the academy to our coaches that they have clients who say they want to lose weight. And then they literally will follow the program or the plan for a couple of days. And then they will suddenly do things to sabotage themselves. Yeah. And the client can't understand why, even though they know what they're doing is not in line with their goal. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, think about like how many times, and I mean, okay, let's talk about some personal experience around that, right? Like even for myself, how many times was I like, okay, I'm going to eat healthy all week and then it's the weekend and I'm going to binge drink and I'm going to eat frozen pizza pockets. <laughs> like when we were like in our twenties and I was like, and I'm going to not go, I'm not going to work out. I'm not even going to leave my couch other than if I'm just going out to like party or whatever, like when we were younger, you know? And I, when I think about that, I'm like, it was such a like back and forth, right? It was a conscious decision to like eat healthy and like walk and move my body and do all of these things in the weekend. Then it was a conscious decision on the weekend as well, but it was completely just it, it was like reversing, not reversing. Cause it's not like linear, but it's like, it was almost like completely against what I was trying to do during the week. It was like the weekend happens and I'm like, all rules out the window, forget it. Yeah. What do we, what did we call that? We used to call it the weekend warrior. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like you're good, quote unquote, good all week. And then the weekend is like, you're like living for the weekends. Yeah. You're literally like, I can't wait till Saturday so that I can eat chips for breakfast. Right. And you're like, and it doesn't matter because it's the weekend, but it, but if you're, if you're on a health journey, it does matter. It all matters. Right. And well, that's, yeah, and this- that's the thing that when you get to a point, when you, when you consciously recognize that and you start paying attention to that and you really pay attention to your goals, you realize that like the self-sabotaging is the only thing that's really holding you back because you already have all the other tools to get to where you want to be. Well, and that's the thing that's fascinating, right? So usually that first step is when we look at it and we're like, okay, I say I want to lose 20 pounds, but then I'm eating chips for breakfast all weekend long, right? And then it's kind of curiosity, like, that's weird. Why am I doing that? Like, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm saying I want this, but I'm doing this. We're going to talk about why we do this in a moment. But that is the first, like, like when I was saying about the awareness, it's so interesting because a lot of people are not even aware which is why I said at the beginning of this podcast, you know, this could be an aha moment for you where you're listening to this and suddenly you're like, oh gosh, I do do stuff like this. I never even thought about that, Mm -hmm. right? I just thought like I have no willpower or I thought something was wrong with me. It's like, no, 
why am I doing that? Right? So <clears throat> it's like this idea of, so that's the conscious. And then there's the unconscious, which is when, so the example I said here was when a personal goal or value has been undermined, but not initially recognized. So this is where a lot of self-sabotaging happens. And this for me, I think there was a lot of conscious self-sabotaging, but there's a lot of unconscious self-sabotaging. And still to this day, things will pop into my awareness that I'm like, I've been sabotaging myself and I had no idea I was doing it. So this is the idea of like, you have a goal and you're doing things. So I'll give you guys an example. So one thing is, okay, let's say for me, I really want to continue to grow our business, right? So we have big goals of, we want to serve, you know, thousands of women from around the world, help thousands of more women become coaches. And we want to grow to a certain level. Right. Amanda and I have always had this idea of having this amazing academy that we're really helping women, not women just live their best lives and become amazing coaches, but then help their communities get healthier. So we have this big goal, right? But that big goal requires certain actions. And there's times where I procrastinate on things and I leave things till the very last minute. So we're doing, for example, let's say we're launching something and I know that I have to write 10 emails that go along with this. But I know I have, you know, they have to be done by May 14th, let's say. And I'm waiting until May 14th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to write those emails. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's that is a form of self-sabotage. Like you're saying, you know, you want this goal, but then you put yourself under this immense pressure and undermine your own success by putting things off. Mm-hmm. even though it just seems like, oh, but I'm just so busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. It's like, no, you're actually sabotaging yourself because there's a part of you that might be afraid of that success. And that's the part where when we start talking about why we self-sabotage, this is where I think it gets really interesting because so many times we say we want something and then we get upset that we don't have it, but we're not doing the things that requires to get there. And then we're not taking the time to question why we're doing those things. And that's where the secret sauce of change really happens, right? Mm -hmm. So I love talking about this stuff because it's like, to me, this is the stuff that's game changing. I think so too. And I think it's the part that like when you become really aware and really, um, and not good, but like better at practicing paying attention to your like own saboteur, like when you start paying attention to it and you start getting more comfortable analyzing it and being like analyzing your behaviors and analyzing it and start being a little bit more aware of it. That's when you can start making really big changes because that's like, and it might start off with just small things that you're noticing, but then eventually you're going to start getting better at like recognizing big things, like big behaviors or subconscious behaviors that you're doing that you're like, oh my gosh, I totally can see why I'm doing this now, but it does take practice. I guess. Well, it does. Like self-awareness is a skill and a tool. We are not taught. We are not taught this in school. We are not taught this in our culture. We are not taught this at work, nothing. Right. And which is why so many times, you know, we think that our lives are the mercy of all of the circumstances that are around us. We think that, you know, if everything around us changed, like if I won the lottery or if I just, you know, was able, if I was born with better genetics, I could be healthier. Or, you know, if I just had more willpower, I could lose the weight. It's like, no, once we start to learn this tool of self-awareness, then we start to realize how much power we actually have to be able to change our own lives. Mm -hmm. But you don't know what you don't know. 
Like that's always one of my favorite statements. Like, you don't quote. know what you yeah. don't know. There was <laughs> years of my life like that I thought something was wrong with me. And yeah. I just thought other people were happy and other people didn't struggle with their weight and other people could, you know, have an amazing, healthy relationship and all these things. I just thought, you know, that wasn't for me. Yeah. And it was just all wrong. Like I just was not, I didn't know why I was doing the things I was doing. So let's talk about why we self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. So the number one thing, oh, one thing I want to say before we talk about why we don't self, uh, why we self-sabotage, but is I know how you were saying like that, that inner saboteur. And I always think of RuPaul because I love when yeah. she is always on the, on the runway. <laughs> if anyone watches RuPaul's Drag Race, Amanda and I are fans, like super fans. <laughs> RuPaul, if you ever happen to listen to this, please, if we could be a guest judge on RuPaul's Drag Race, that would literally be like my ultimate lifelong dream. How could you imagine if we got to be a guest judge? Oh, oh my gosh. Even <laughs> we've even mimicked it <laughs> yeah. at our health retreats. We made, we had everybody do the uh, lip sync for their lives <laughs> just so we could pretend to be judges at RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> at one of our Fitchix retreats, we actually did this as one of our party nights. It was so fun. Um, also kind of, yeah, exactly. To live our own dream. It was like, it was literally like a self gratifying, like fantasy moment for us. <laughs> yeah. But the whole thing is on RuPaul's Drag Race that um, RuPaul always talks about your inner saboteur and how, you know, you have to learn how to harness this inner saboteur. And the one thing I do want to say is that, you know, I always think of my inner saboteur as with compassion and love. Like, I don't think of it as, oh my gosh, there's my like evil side. You know, we have like the angel and the devil on the shoulder. It's like, that's my evil side. She's bad. I'm good. No. It's like, I always think of my saboteur, which will lead into why we self-sabotage as she's just trying to keep me safe. Mm -hmm. Like everything that's outside of what I'm doing right now is something I've never done before. So it's very scary. And that, you know, internally, the way that we're built, that could equate to meaning we could die. If we're doing things that we've never done before, our brain's looking for threats, right? So when I think of my inner saboteur, I always think of her as like, okay, girl, I know you got me. Like, I know that you are like trying to keep me safe. You don't want me to get emotionally hurt or physically hurt or succeed to a level that we don't know what could happen there. Right. But I'm going to do it anyways. Like, I just know that when these feelings come up now, it's just because I am going to a place I'm stretching myself. Like I've gone through a season over the last few months of extreme discomfort. I think I talked about this on the podcast before but it's because I'm making decisions to up-level my life and my thinking and what my capacity. And it's very uncomfortable because I'm doing things I've never done before intentionally. And I feel like constantly, like I'm just like, I want to crawl out of my skin. This last couple of weeks, I feel better again, but it's like, I can physically feel that stretching because my inner saboteur is like, no, you can't do this. Who do you think you are? And then I'm like, no, I'm going anyways. It's so interesting as you're talking about that, though, and I I know you're going to explain all this in a second, but the way that you just described that when you're like, you know, the inner saboteur is saying like, who do you think you are? What are you doing? This and that. I love that you shared that, that that's what the message is, because I think that going back to the idea that we all have this Mm -hmm. and we probably have all heard our internal dialogue saying that same thing to us, but we always think it's just us. Right. And so just even the words that you just used right now and being like, 
who do you think you are and what are you doing and are you crazy that's like not for you or whatever like those are the kinds of things that i think every human being has heard internally but we don't always vocalize it we don't always tell people that this is the message that i'm fighting against internally right like this is what i'm up against right now or this is the message that i'm hearing and i have to make a conscious choice to not listen to that and go anyways and so i just think it's really powerful for you to share that because i think those exact words are what i think almost every person it might be sound a little bit different but it'll sound very similar well yeah and everyone has i always think you know if you're listening to this right now, like think about your inner saboteur. So I use the example, like Amanda was saying, like, who do you think you are? My inner saboteur is a little more me. She's kind of more like, what the heck? You know what I mean? But some people's inner saboteur, especially when you're, you know, trying to make health changes, lose weight, go on a health journey, it could be a nice saboteur. So things like, oh, you've been so good. You deserve to have dessert oh, yeah. today. You're doing so well, you know, drink the bottle of wine, enjoy yourself, right? It's so fascinating because it could be a mean girl, but you'll only know what yours is. You know, mine likes to kind of ride me, (laughs) but sometimes it feels like this, you know, like, or it's like, you know what? No one cares anyways. No one cares if you, you know, lose your 25 pounds. Like, why are we even doing this? Just don't even worry about it, right? Apathy is just as detrimental to your success as someone who is like really mean to yourself. Right. So you got to be aware of what yours is and how she's showing up for you. Because it's <laughs> laughing. I'm, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at my a lot of different attitudes. <laughs> I'm laughing at my lion, my lion team or cat coming in here. <laughs> but um So, okay. So why do we self-sabotage? So number one is that we think it's necessary for our survival. So I've talked about this a lot on the podcast. We don't like change. So when we're sabotaging, it is actually like our, you know, inner saboteur is just trying to keep us safe. Yeah. We, you'll notice it when you set a goal and it feels really good when we set goals, goals, release dopamine in our minds. I am a goal junkie for me. Goals are like literally like I just ate a pound of sugar. Like it lights up every dopamine feel good receptor in my reward center. I love goals. Like, right. You know, I sent you a, a post this weekend, Amanda, about like, you know, I can't remember. Oh, what I, I saw it. it. I saw the one about the business. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like my, you know, my worst, my downfall is that I have a business idea every second. And I want to launch it in the next five minutes, basically. Yeah. But it's like that for me is dope. Like that's goals, right? You feel so good. But then when we get, when we actually have to start to change, Mm -hmm. not only the way we think, but the way we feel and the way we act in order to get to that goal, self-sabotage can really be a biological response because your body is like, you're trying to change. You're trying to change everything. And you've got to make sure this is why I always say the mindset and the method that your mindset is caught up with those changes. So for you, this is why it's so hard for you just to go or for anyone just to go from, okay, I don't exercise at all to, okay, I want to lose 25 pounds and I'm going to the gym every day. It's too much of a disconnect. There's the want there. There's the goal there. The dopamine comes out. But then when you actually have to go through the process of becoming someone who goes to the gym every single day, self-sabotage can come in because again, we want to stay the same. Our brains want to stay the same. We don't like change. And some people are more comfortable with change than others, but every single human being, it's like our body likes homeostasis. It likes to be the same. Mm -hmm. 
Um, the second thing why we self-sabotage, and this is something that's really important to understand. There's been a lot more conversations about trauma over the last years, really openly. Um, and a lot of us have deep-rooted trauma that we don't even know we have. So, and it will not allow us to, whether it be release, if weight loss is your goal, to allow us to release the weight, to allow us to actually, you know, go after the jobs we want or have the relationships we want. We will constantly self-sabotage them because of that deep-rooted trauma. And again, it's a protective mechanism. So we're trying to keep ourselves safe by staying away from anything that could have traumatically hurt us before. And this is something I really want to address because when we talk about mindset work, a lot of people, you know, especially in like the mindset coaching world, it's always about, oh, just change your thought, change your thoughts. And then we don't take into account the programming that has is part of contributing to those thoughts, right? So if we don't address the root cause, which is the trauma then we're never going to really be able to make the changes we need to. So this is something that if you are seeing a lot of self-sabotage and if something has happened, whether it be past trauma, recent trauma that you think is affecting your ability to go after your goals, we highly recommend you go see a therapist or a licensed professional to deal with that and get that, you know, not out of the way, but learning how to be able to move past that. How to process that. Yeah. Yeah. And trauma is huge. Like a lot of us are trying to outrun our trauma. We're trying to outrun things that, you know, because again, this leads to number three. We also self-sabotage because we're modeling past patterns. Mm -hmm. So this is where, you know, I do a class, um, one of my other coaching things about money. And, you know, your relationship with money is like a relationship with your body. It's like a relationship with um, your business, with your clients, right? Everyone's relationships stem from our foundational places where we're taught. So that could be your biological parents. That could be your parents' parental figures or your community you grew up in. But like, for example, if your parents told you things like you have to eat everything on your plate, like that's a big one for a lot of us. Like we don't Mm -hmm. waste food. Or um, if you grew up with not having as much food, like, well, there's not enough food you've got to eat. Or things like good girls don't eat too much or don't eat candy or whatever it is. We then create and repeat those patterns as we head into adults in different ways. So we're modeling past patterns that we've done, and then we don't even realize we're doing it to sabotage what we want. Mm-hmm. So I even know that one too about eating everything on your plate. Like that's a huge one for a lot of our students to talk about in the academy. Like, well, I grew up, you know, you can't leave the dinner table till everything's eaten on your plate. So even when I want to say no or I'm full, I feel like I have to keep eating everything. Yeah. And, and it, then they're overeating so and they don't want to. It's so, so it's like, it's so fascinating as we start to connect like these dots, it's, right? It's part of like your DNA and you have to like, you literally have to change so much to be able to, even though it seems like such a quick decision of like, okay, I'm just going to not eat everything on my plate. It's, it's not that easy. It's literally changing every single thing that you understood about a pattern or a behavior and then making absolute change. So I think it's really important too, to understand that when you're going through this, it is going to take time and it is, there are going to be like this roller coaster of ups and downs where, you know, sometimes you'll be fine with it. And then sometimes it might be really challenging for you, but just know that like, if you keep going on it, you will be able to move past those, those self-sabotaging behaviors, but you have to work through it and it's going to take time. But I mean, that, that one hits home for me. I, re- I still remember there was a time when I was, I want to say I was probably like about seven because I, I remember I was at my aunt's house and 
they made um, homemade like egg McMuffin kind of things. And they were like, you have to eat everything before you're allowed to go play. And I, you know me, I don't like eggs. Like I, I wish I did. Cause I know they're so good for you, but I just don't like them. <laughs> I really just don't. It makes, it actually really bothers me that I don't like them. It's <laughs> like, I just, I want to eat them so bad and I just really don't like them. And I never have. But don't, there's a reason why your body doesn't like them. I know, but I just wish I could. I just can't. But so <laughs> anyhow, I remember sitting at this table and I, I can even picture the room because I remember my parents said, they're like, you can't leave the dinner table till you're done. And I sat there. I am not joking until we were leaving to go home that night, like till it was bedtime. I just sat there and I was like, all right. <laughs> and I just yeah. sat in this room by myself with this plate in front of me because my parents refused to let me get up and I refused to eat it because I knew it was going to make me throw up because of the texture. It just made me feel ill. And it's just, it's, but it's so interesting, right? Because it's like, and now I, I'm trying to break all of those habits. And this is another, like, obviously a whole other conversation, but it's like breaking those habits around that where with my daughter, I'm always just like, pay attention. Like if your tummy says you're full, that's cool. You know? And if she hasn't eaten her, like, you know, veggies and things like that. If it's dinner time, I just keep it. I put it in the fridge and then I'm like, if you're hungry later, you can have it later. And that's it. Well, yeah. And this is where too, for me, you know, I remember like my mom going on when I was 13, my mom was on a diet. And I remember that was right when I had hit puberty. So I was kind of like, not a super skinny kid, but I didn't, my weight started to change after puberty. Right. So I went away for a summer too. Like I, I remember I was later to develop, it was like grade seven and my parents had got divorced and I was going on a family trip to England and I left looking like a little girl and I came back looking like a 25 year old, like something I had boobs and I had hips and I had all this stuff. (laughs) Right. And, but I remember during that time really being aware of my mom she was trying to lose weight and going on this diet. But of course she was going through a divorce and she was losing weight rapidly. And then she was getting all this attention because she also was stressed out and whatever was going on. But I just remember that shaping me, like the conversations about losing weight and being smaller was better. And the smaller body was better. And, you know, I was 5'10 and a bigger girl, like naturally, like bigger than all the boys, like height wise and stuff. And it's still to me to this day, I still you know what I mean? Like those patterns of, okay, I should be doing this and the guilt of eating, you know, if I ate a tub of ice cream, like I would never just be able to like, let that go as like, okay, I ate like a tub of Hagen dazs It would be like, oh my God, what is wrong with you? Blah, 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 blah. Right. So it's just interesting as we like, again, that's my favorite word. You guys hear this a lot. Like it's interesting because it neutralizes when we talk about heavier things too. You can just kind of get curious about what are the things that you know, what is the goal you want and what are the things that you are doing or not doing to get to that goal and why, and just get curious about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But the fourth reason we self-sabotage, and then we're going to wrap this up is we don't know what to do. So this is something that I talk a lot about in the Academy, because I think that there is always this place that we want to get to in our minds where we don't have these problems anymore. So let's use weight and overeating for the example, right? So Mm -hmm. it's always this idea of like, okay, I want to be an intuitive eater. I just want to listen to my body and eat when I'm full and, or sorry, eat when I'm hungry and stop when I'm full. But the thing is, if we don't know how to eat, if we don't know what are the right types of food to eat, 
if we don't know what are the right, you know, combinations to eat in, or if we just don't know if our body is so out of balance because our hormones are out of balance, our blood sugar is out of balance, we're having all these different cravings. We're never going to get to that place where we'll, we'll just, you know, be able to intuitively do this. So okay. we have to learn how to do the thing to get to our goal. We have to learn how to fuel the body, the method and the mindset of weight loss. So I know for a lot of people, it's they are sabotaging themselves because they don't actually know what to do. So it goes to the place of like, I want to lose 25 pounds, but I don't know what to do. So I'm not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. Or I've tried everything, which again is a very, you know, that's a thought because if you have not, like, if you listed out everything, there'd probably still be about 150 things you could do, but I've tried everything and nothing works for me. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of times we don't know what to do. So then we allow ourselves just to quit because it feels like it's too much to learn. So I know for me, like this has been something as well that I always work on my mindset around. Like if I don't know something, I'm like, I'm in the process of learning how to lose 25 pounds. I'm in the process of learning how to, you know, build a global empire. I'm in the process of learning how. So it gives me that space instead of putting the pressure on where I start to sabotage myself and I pull back. Mm -hmm. Because that's what we usually do when we start to sabotage ourselves. We just start to do things that are not in line with our goal or we do nothing. Right. And then we get mad at ourselves because we're not getting what we want. So it's this fascinating, like, you know, basically spin cycle that we stay in. And I just think a lot of times it's just that we just don't know what to do. We just got to find the right teachers, the right courses, the right classes, the right coaches to start to help us uncover how this path works. I was going to say, you know, and I think one of the most powerful things you can do is recognize that you don't know what to do. Like you don't have all the answers and, and, and be okay with that. Like, don't do it in like a shameful way. It's very much just like, okay, I don't know the answer to this. I don't have all of the answers. I'm not meant to have all of the answers, right? And so you can have, there's so many resources out there to be able to support you on whatever journey, if it's professional, if it's personal, if it's um, health related, whatever, and reach out to someone to be able to gather the information that you need. That's why I always think it's so fascinating. It's like, why are we supposed to know from birth how to be amazing moms? And then we're supposed to know how to take care of our health. Just no one ever teaches us our whole lives, but then we're supposed to know how to, you know, support our health and support weight management and all these things. And then we're just supposed to know how to, you know, manage our finances. Like it's crazy to me, the pressure that we put on ourselves. But then again, pressure really leads to a lot of self-sabotage because what is one way to release the pressure, right? Is to do things like overeat, overdrink, you know, binge on Netflix, do things that are not in line with what we want, right? Because it releases that pressure and gives us a moment of feeling good. Like how many times have people said, oh, I'm on this weight loss journey, but, you know, and I want to lose weight and I want to eat healthy. I hate the word healthy to eat nutritionally dense, but then two days later they eat a whole cake, yeah. right? It's because of that, pr- the pressure builds up and it releases the pressure. It gives you a moment of dopamine, but then what happens, the cake is gone and then you feel like crap. And then you're back to beating yourself up and your saboteur is like, well, see, I told you. Yeah. You're not able no, to do this. It's so, <laughs> this it's is so going to work for you. It's so true. It's, it's like this vicious cycle that you get stuck in, which is why I think, releasing the pressure by just doing things in smaller doses and not trying to do everything all at once 
is also a really great tool to be able to help you navigate through changing that self-saboteur and like not just the mentality of it, but like also the process of it, right? Just by doing things in small doses versus trying to do, it's like on a weight loss journey, trying to do all of the things. Like I've never, I've never done anything in, I've never worked out in my life and I've never eaten healthy. Let's just say that someone's starting there and that's their starting point and that's great. They want to start doing something. They oftentimes want to jump in and be like, I'm going to go to the gym seven days a week and I'm going to eat healthy and I'm going to do this and that. And then they self-sabotage because it's too much. It's too much all at once. And we need to just like slowly get into this new groove of like, this is who I'm becoming. Yeah. And I also think too, you have to get to know your, your self-saboteur, your inner self-saboteur. You have to know her like, so treat her with love because at the end of the day, she's there to have your back. Like that's really what she's there for is to have your back. Yeah. She might not know. She does, just doesn't know yet that this is where you're going, that this is the goal that you want. Right. So if you start to get to know her with love and compassion and you start to notice, okay, you know, I notice every time the holidays are coming and I got to see my in-laws, this is when I start self-sabotaging. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now I got to start to figure that out right? Maybe that is that I have a method in place for my nutrition around that time. Maybe it is that I have, you know, extra mindset work. Why do I get triggered by them? Right? Like those are the things that we have to start to question, but look at your inner self-saboteur. Like she is this amazing, like interesting person who can literally change your life. If you don't push her away, if you befriend her. And that's been for me so helpful because I always felt like, especially when I had my eating disorder and stuff that I had this two people living inside of me. There was the one I was trying, I wanted to be, and I was trying to fake it. That's who I was. And then there was who I thought I really was, which was really just my saboteur was so loud. And I was trying, instead of trying to befriend her, I was trying to push her away, which as we know, anything we don't deal with just becomes bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And it was like during the time of really getting to know her. And it's fascinating because I was talking to a friend the other day who's going on a, a health journey too. And I was saying to her, you know, it's crazy how much I know my body now, like because of getting involved in this type of work, I know when my stress is too much. I know when I need more water. I know when my blood sugar is low. Like I am so in tune with my body. But if you would have asked me this 20 years ago, I would, I literally felt like I was living in somebody else's body. I felt like my body was not me. And then the saboteur was there too. And it was like, I felt like I was eight different people. And it's like, what is happening? Mm -hmm. So that is my one piece of advice to just get curious about her, befriend her. She's there to keep you safe. Be like, girl, I want to get to know you. I want to know why you're doing all these things when I want these goals. And the more you do that, it because she will never go away. She's never going anywhere. This is the biggest lie that people believe is that one day you're going to wake up and feel different and never feel negative again. It doesn't work like that because every time you grow and go after a new goal that you've never done before, she's going to show back up. Mm -hmm. So the more you can like hanging out with her, even if it's not necessarily the best feeling, the better it's going to become. So with that, we are going to wrap this up. Um, For anyone who is interested in, of course, learning more about fitness, nutrition, health coaching, make sure to check us out at fitchexacademy.com. Right now we have our holistic nutrition weight loss coach certification. Our doors are closing. So um, check it out at fitchexacademy.com forward slash HWLC. And we would love to know from you guys if there's any aha moments that you've had during this conversation. Because like I said, when I first started learning about this stuff, when I started recognizing this, I was like, oh my gosh, 
it was game changing for me. So, um, yeah. So I hope you guys can all befriend your inner saboteur. Give her a name. Mine is Lola. <laughs> She's also the one who wants to dance on tables and wants to stay out till three in the morning. <laughs> uh, you know, I got to tell her we're 43 now, girl. We got to calm down. <laughs> um, okay. Well, have an amazing day and we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out.